Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Moment Podcast. My name is Reverend Henry Falcon from Flame of Fire Ministries, and what a blessing it is to be with you on these new podcasts that we are going to broadcast on our YouTube channel, but also put on Spotify for the audio version. And these are going to be about 20 minutes or so long uh, to be able to share with you a one kingdom particular point that we're going to develop that could be helpful to you know, for God to work into with work within your life. And today, um, we're going to be sharing today about, we're going to be sharing, excuse me, from uh, Psalm 27, and where David said, one thing I desire of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life, that I might dwell upon his beauty, upon his sweet attractiveness, and that I might inquire in his temple. This is a really important uh, passage of scripture for us to understand about kingdom life and about the kingdom of God's operation in our life and for the Lord to be able to to do that. So I'm just going to get myself together here. Um, But in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, uh, the Apostle Paul kind of shares with us his heart about his relationship with the Lord. And he says this, yes, I long to come to know him. I'm reading out of the Williams translation of the Bible. Um, It says, yes, I long to come to know him, that is, in the power of his resurrection, and so to share with him his sufferings, to be continually transformed by his death, and the hope of of attaining, in some measure, the resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead. So the Apostle Paul was always looking for an out-resurrection from being dead spiritually to becoming alive in the Lord. And one of the things that's important for us as we transition out of the church age into the kingdom age is to understand that the time we are living is in, is completely different than anything we've ever known before. And it's absolutely critical for, for, for us as believers, you know, for, for us, excuse me, for us as believers to be able to guard our spirit concerning attitudes that can hinder the quality of spiritual life. And that's what we're going to talk about today, to guard our heart, you know, our attitudes. And we're in a season right now where the Lord is surely coming as a refiner's fire and full of soap, as it says in uh, uh, Malachi chapter 3. And it says he's going to thoroughly purge. He's going to come sit on your heart as a refiner of fire, of silver and of gold and thoroughly purge us, the sons of Levi, the priesthood, to bring forth a, um, you know, offerings of righteousness. For us to bring the Lord an offering of righteousness means for us to give the Lord that which he desires. And if we have attitudes, if we have things that still remain in us, hurts, wounds, and I shared on our other broadcast about, you know, where we're controlling everything that's going on in our life and around us, and we have defenses that are defensive stuff that that goes up and around us, it's going to be very, those are the tools that the enemy uses to keep us from the quality kingdom life and living the quality kingdom life that Jesus has come to give us. Now, one of the ways that that happens is when we when we neglect to value and maintain his presence in our daily life experience. And David said, one thing I desire of the Lord. We must desire that daily presence of God. We need to live in that daily presence of the Lord continually. It's very critical that we live in that constant state of divine intervention of the Lord. The kingdom age that we're in now, the kingdom age, the third day, seventh day that we're in of the of church of, of, of mankind and church life requires us to live in a continuous state of intervention under the divine rulership, headship of Jesus. And that can only be maintained, you know, um, 
if, if we value and maintain his presence in our life. Now, I know that, and, and I'm sharing this today because it's so easy to work for God, so easy to go out and do things for the Lord. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't feed the hungry or clothe the naked or share the gospel. But what happens often is that working for the Lord takes the place of our relationship with the Lord. And all of a sudden, our life becomes centered on what we do instead of what we're becoming. Our focus of our life becomes on our, our work for the Lord instead of our being with the Lord. And that will not be able to make it in this day that we're living in. In the hour that's coming upon the earth, it will not and it cannot make it. If all of our life rests upon the work that we do and not our relationship with the Lord, we're not going to make it. We're going to stumble and fall and we won't be an overcomer and we won't be prepared. And so for the Lord to truly establish his kingdom life within you, he has to deliver us from that work mentality into the becoming mentality. And that's why when he chose his 12 disciples and, and, and Matthew chapter 10, he took them first up to a high mountain to be with him. First, they had to come up and be with him. And then he chose them and then he sent them out. So beloved, I learned this from my spiritual father. He taught us that coming always precedes going. Our coming to be with the Lord always precedes going. Going represents doing for the Lord. Coming represents being with the Lord. And so that's what I want to share with you today, that our coming to be with the Lord, our continually a gaze of our soul looking towards the Lord, fellowshipping with the Lord, talking with the Lord, loving with the Lord, seeking the Lord, is the prerequisite that prepares us to be a, a, a king and a son with the Lord. Our bridal relationship with the Lord, being married to the Lord, you know, our, our priest ministry and ministering to the heart of God comes first. We have to be a priest and daughter or a priest and a bride before we can be a son and a king. And if we try to do it backwards, it's not going to make it. Our relationship with the Lord is critical. Everything that's going to flow out as ministry out of your life and out of my life comes from my abiding and your abiding in the Lord. Everything comes by seeking the Lord, being with the Lord actively throughout the day, spending quality time alone with the Lord in the morning, afternoon and evening, dwelling on the things of God, talking with God, fellowshipping with God is what the Lord needs to be able to propel us, beloved, to be able to, um, you know, do, to do the work of the Lord with him. And that's really, really, really important. When we neglect to value and maintain his presence in our daily life experience, we will gradually lose, and this is true, our interest in daily communion with the Lord. And I found that from my own self. The more I started working for the Lord, the, 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 the less time, excuse me, the less time that I spent, you know, seeking the Lord. Because I got busy, busy doing the work of God, busy doing the ministry. And when you get so busy that you lose, you can lose your first love, like it says in Revelation chapter two, that Jesus speaks to the church of Ephesus and he says, I have what I know your works, the more numerous than they are in the beginning, but I have this one charge against you. You've deserted me. You abandoned me, abandoned the first love that you had for me. He says, I want you to consider how high you have fallen, the heights from where you've fallen and repent and, and, and return to your first love and do your first work. So what I'm saying today about walking in the kingdom and the operation of the kingdom of God operating in your life and dwelling in kingdom power, authority, dominion, you know, that the Lord wants us to walk in requires an intimate, deep relation, a relationship abiding with the Lord. It's critical if we're going to function as sons of God and, king, and kings with him, which sonship and kingship represents authority, power, and dominion to be able to, to walk out in the power of God. 
That power comes by, by being with the Lord as a bride and as a priest. We receive the instructions, the blueprints, the power, the authority, the directions. Now to execute on earth that which God reveals to us in our time with him in his presence. Now, King David, that was very valuable to him. And we'll look at that in a minute. Now, if we are sincere in our desire for his best, and we mean it, then every other attachment, every other relationship that are not compatible with his will and purpose for us and do not enhance that his working within us must be brought to the cross and left there. Everything of relationships, of work, of activities, okay, that are hindering us from that abiding presence of the Lord, we've got to bring to the cross. So ask yourself a question today. What is keeping me from spending time with God? Am I sleeping too much? You know, am I, I, am I not getting up early enough? Am I watching too much TV? Am I doing too much ministry? Am I worried about finances? Is it making money? Is it about my needs? Whatever those things are that are keeping us from that abiding presence of the Lord, we've got to bring to the cross so that the Lord can put it to death and put it in right perspective. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and then all these things shall be added onto you. So that seek ye first principle is critical for the kingdom of God to operate in your life, to manifest in your life. I remember what the Lord told me uh, back in 2004. He said, Henry, I don't want you to build a church. I don't want you to build a ministry, but I want to establish the kingdom of God in men's hearts. And I said, Lord, I said, what are you telling me? I said, before I can establish the kingdom of God in anyone else's heart, you got to establish it in mine. And from that day, I never pastored a, a local church in that manner anymore. God moved me out from pastoring as I used to and brought me to move to Tucson, Arizona to live in the desert to begin to see him and seek him in a completely different way. He wanted to totally transform that pastoral calling on my life that I had back then from the church age to the kingdom age, where I would become a, a shepherd outside the camp where I'm not building a church, where I'm not building a ministry, but I'm establishing the kingdom in men's hearts, which is basically bringing you to the Lord, not to me, not to our ministry, not to our work, but to the Lord. Everything that you're going to see on our website, everything that you see on our YouTube channels and our Facebook pages is not about Henry Falcone or Flame of Fire Ministries. It's about you and the Lord. The Lord asked me to do one thing. He said, Henry, take their hand, lift it up into my hand, and when they get a firm grip of it, let go and get out of the way. That's quite different than the church age where we, where we want everybody to come and gather and let's build the church vision, the pastor's vision, whatever it is that we're supposed to be building. That's what we did in the church age. This work of God, the kingdom work, is not about us building anything. It's, out, it's about God building us, living stones being built up into a spiritual house, a new Jerusalem city, a governmental city of God that's going to be able to rule and reign with them on the earth. This governmental people that are under the headship of the Lord, continually in the presence of the Lord, dwelling in the presence of the Lord, living in that glory realm, in that third heaven realm with the Lord that God is able to use as a wheel within a wheel to be able to transform the kingdoms of this earth into the kingdoms of our God in Christ. For that to happen, you've got to be able to seek the Lord. God has to reduce our lives continually to there's only one thing that we desire. And that's what we're going to see in Psalm 27. But if we are sincere, okay, then we, we, and desire for the Lord's best, we have to break those attachments. Only then will we be established on a firm foundation capable of cultivating an active abiding friendship with Jesus. 
you know, at the Last Supper, one of the amazing things that he did there. So he looked at his disciples and he said, listen, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Because servants do not know what their master is doing. You see, there's two different types of believers we can be. We can be servants of the Lord working for God, you know, doing what we think God wants us to do. Or we can be friends of God where the Lord shows us the secrets and the mysteries of the kingdom, reveals to us what he wants to do through us and in us with him being the leader and not us. We can either be servants or friends. And the kingdom of God and the establishment of the kingdom of God on the earth will be through his friends, through his sons and daughters, his full-grown sons and daughters, his man-child company, the overcomers, you know, uh, the sons and daughters of the Lord, you know, the man-child. So as we continue in our times of daily communion with the Lord, what happens? Well, we our perception and understanding of spiritual things increases. So the Lord said, I'm not going to let this day come upon you unawares. It's not going to come upon you as a thief in the night. In Revelation chapter 4, 1, John, after Jesus shows him in, uh, standing at the door knocking, and inviting you and I to come for him to come in and sup with us as the king of glory. He hears that voice of a war trumpet. And when he turns around to see it and he looks up, he sees a door standing open in heaven. And he hears that voice, the same voice that called him in Revelation chapter one. Say, come up here I, so I can show you the things that are to come hereafter. See, that's a, that's a fellowship. That's friendship. The Lord wants to reveal to us. He wants us to know exactly what's going to happen today where we need to go, what we need to do, how we're supposed to live. He wants to guide our direct, guide and direct our steps. Psalm 32.8 is critical to that. One of the kingdom words that's being revealed right now is Psalm 32.8, which says, you know, that I, the Lord, I, the Lord, will teach you and instruct you in the ways that you should go and guide you with my own eye. That's what David seeks. He's looking to be taught and instructed by the Lord, and he wants to be guided by God's own eyes. And he knows the only way he is able to receive that is by one thing I desire of the Lord. Psalm 27, 4, that will I seek after, that I might what dwell in the presence, in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. See, that was his heart. Why? Because there he would gaze upon the beauty, the attractiveness of the Lord, and he could inquire for God's instructions, directions, and blueprints. And he would know exactly what to do, exactly where to go, exactly what to say, and how to defeat his enemies, and how to govern God's people by doing that. Now, as we continue in those times of daily communion with the Lord, our perception and understanding of the kingdom and spiritual things will increase. We will have an increasing desire and ability to respond to and value his abiding presence. The more you spend time with him, the more you will value it. That's why I can never go back and do a church service. I can never go back and do it like I used to. Because when I come and approach now, even when I worship the Lord, I, I don't know what I'm going to sing, what I'm going to play. I follow him. I listen. I wait. And as I play, what the Lord does, he takes us up and up and up. Because he's leading, he's guiding. And we come up into that glory realm. We come up into that third heaven realm where we can see and hear and understand his present word. This is where we receive a present word of the Lord, present instructions of the Lord, present blueprint of the Lord. But if you're not cultivating that, if you're not taking time to spend with the Lord, to be with the Lord, then you're not going to hear him. You're going to guess. 
You'll take the word of God, the Logos word of God, and you'll act upon it in your own strength. God wants to reveal his heart to you. God wants to reveal his desires to you. He wants to reveal his plans to you every day, whether you're conscious of it or not. In your low time with the Lord, if you just lift up your hands and, and you'd be still and you don't hear a thing, that doesn't mean God's not doing anything. In that alone time, just the fact that you're coming, just the fact that you're sitting there with him, the Lord is depositing within your spirit things that you don't even know about. But at the right time, at the right moment, they will come out of you. He's removing things from you. He's, he's, he's delivering you when you don't even realize he's working. Why? Because you've been seeking him. You're seeking his presence. You're not seeking his hand. You're seeking his face. And as you seek his face and your desire to be there in friendship and fellowship with him, God works where we cannot see. His hand moves where we can't see or where we can't understand. So that's one of the keys. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. These good works are things or circumstances that the Lord places in our daily life. And they are intended to perfect us. The word should tells us that these divine arrangements are conditional and we will, and we can bypass them if we want to. But if we would do, we will have what, we will, we will lose much. Consider the workings of the Lord. And this is where I'm going to wrap up this, this broadcast with. Consider the working of the Lord's with David's life and preparing him for, to become king over Israel in Saul's stead. A short time after he had been anointed um, by Samuel to be king, David was brought into the palace to wait upon Saul, and he sat upon the throne. During this time, David often thought about the throne and all that he would be able to accomplish once it was his. And then something happens. Saul throws a javelin at him and ordered him killed. So David, fled, David uh, flees into the wilderness with Saul's army close behind, and he hid in the back of a cave. In the darkness of the cave, all of his dreams, all his ideas concerning the throne lost their significance. See, the work he was going to do for the Lord came to an end. Remember, he sat right in Saul's chambers, right next to him. And he probably imagined like you do, this is all that I can accomplish with the Lord. But then all of a sudden, the circumstances changed and David became Saul's biggest nightmare. And Saul wanted to kill him because he knew that he was the Lord's anointed. How do you hold on to what all the stuff that you want to do when your life is being threatened? And so in that cave, God took David's life of what, it, what, what he thought it would be as a king, all the things that he thought he would do, and he completely removed the desire to work for the Lord. And David comes to the realization that the only thing that matters is God himself. Will you let God do that in your life? All the former things, which had meant so much to, so much to David, began to die. He fully submitted his life to the Lord. Will you do that today? Because that's what this broadcast is all about. And as never before, he began to look to the Lord himself. Maybe you're looking for the Lord to do things for you, heal your body, provide for you, bring you a wife, a husband, heal your family. Those are good things that we can ask from the Lord for, 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 for provision. But to walk in kingdom life, in kingdom life to walk in you, the, the Lord has to take us past seeking his hand 
and what he's going to do for us and what we're going to do for him to just him himself. And that's what David looked for. Apart from all the Lord could do for him or through him, through this intense pressure of your life being threatened, through his present circumstances, just like it's going on through yours, David receives a new vision and understanding of eternal value. David expresses inner being to the Lord. He begins to see what really matters. And that's why I'm doing this broadcast today. Has God reduced your life to one thing? Or is your heart still set on ministry, getting a family, being rich, a good job, all the distractions that are around you? Have, have you, is God putting so much pressure, allowing so much pressure upon your life where you have nowhere to go and no one to seek but the Lord? If that's happening, then you're coming to that place of pressure cooker. And I know it well, where the only thing left is the Lord. And this reduction has to happen in our lives if we're going to walk in kingdom, power, authority, and dominion. God has to reduce us like he reduced David to, the, to our prayer becomes his prayer where he says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. That house actually means presence of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Beloved, David was reduced to one thing, just one thing. 2020 and all that it brought, the shutdown in our nation, the election, for Christians, for those that are seeking, actively seeking the Lord, it was to bring us to one place and one thing, and that was to desire the Lord. It was not to wait for things to live so that we could go back doing church as usual, so that we could continue doing the American church life that we did. We go to church, pay our tithe, do our ministry, basically live our whole life the way we want to live it. No, everything that's happened in 2020 and 2021, the pressure of everything that's around us, the one world order that's trying to come into our country, is to bring the remnant of God, the people of God, to realize there are no answers. Things are not going to happen the way that you thought. And that the only thing, the only way you're going to make it is for the Lord to reduce your life, my life, to that word. One thing I desire of the Lord. That will I seek after. David had been reduced to one desire. Now the Lord is first in his life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The throne that came before him in the darkness of the cave was the eternal throne of the king of kings. It was there David was transcended into a place to see the king of glory. Revelation chapter 4, at once, you know, what? as I went up through heaven, behold a throne and one seated upon it. It is critical that we see Jesus on the throne and the father on the throne and the seven spirits of God, that we understand that our whole life that's going to be unfolded before us in these last days comes from seeing the eternal throne, being in front of that eternal throne, hearing from the seven spirits of God, which is the fullness of the Godhead, receiving the instructions, the blueprints, the plans and strategies you need for your life and for your family, completely under the headship of King Jesus, the Lord of hosts, where we where we've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless we live, but not I, but Christ now lives in us.
a complete surrendered life, the totality of our being, coming under the complete headship of Jesus. As you do that, and I do that, he's going to form a wheel within a wheel, a people within a people, a full-grown body of Christ, a multi-membered body of Christ that are going to be filled with the knowledge and the glory of the Lord because one thing they desire of the Lord that, that they seek after. Then when that's established in your life and my life, the Lord supernaturally is going to bring us together, the body parts, each part supplying what it wills and each part supplying what the other needs. And there'll be no division. There'll be no strife. We'll be, we'll be a functioning kingdom a priest and kings unto God that are ready to rule and reign with him. How do you get that to that place? You must allow the Lord to reduce you to one thing I desire of the Lord. Is that your testimony? If it's not, ask the Lord to bring you to that place. Understand what's going on around you and the circumstances you're facing is to bring you to the one place that, that where you can live and breathe and move. And that one place is Jesus as your first love. It's bringing you to the throne of God, to the one place, to him and him alone. It's there Jesus changes us, transforms us, equips us, enables us, empowers us to live out a victorious Christian kingdom life. But without praying what John the Baptist prayed, I must decrease and he must increase. All we'll be able to walk in is religion, the religious church age life that we lived for the last 2,000 years. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. David was prepared by the Lord for the throne of Israel when he was hiding in the back of a cave. Now the Lord could trust him in places of pressure and he would not fail the Lord as Saul did. In the back of a cave, God made a king. And maybe that's how you feel today. Everything's threatening around you, but no, if you find the Lord there and you allow God to crucify all those other things and put them away from you, that's where he will establish you as a king and a priest unto the Lord, where you'll walk in unprecedented glory, power, authority, and dominion with the Lord, as one with the Lord, and the Lord one with you, as the Father was with the Son and Jesus did everything exactly the way the Father showed him as being one with him, so will we do everything that the Father tells us to do being connected as a bride with our bridegroom, Jesus Christ, as a son, as a king, as a priest, and as a bride, we will be able to function upon this earth with the Lord for his end time purposes. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for watching this broadcast today. Father, I pray, Lord, that this word would, Lord, resonate. There would be such a release, such an impartation to those who hear it. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that whatever we're facing today, we would turn around and say, Lord, I'm not going to look at what's going on around me. I'm not looking at the circumstances. I'm going to seek you. One thing I desire of you, O Lord, that I may dwell right here in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the pressure. One thing I desire of you, O Lord, and that I will seek after, that I might dwell right here in the midst of the fire in your presence in your house, all the days of my life. Right here, Lord, help us to gaze upon your beauty and your sweet attractiveness, and we will rest as we inquire in your temple. And Lord, I ask this today to be our reality, the releasing of that impartation in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Amen and amen. Well, thank you for watching this podcast. This is the uh, Kingdom Moment podcast. I'm Reverend Henry Falcon from Flame, Flame of Fire Ministries. I hope you're able to listen to this in your car, car on Spotify or watch it on our YouTube channel. All right. Well, we love you. Till the next time. Amen. Stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen.